Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger, joined as always by my best friend, hunting buddy, Matt Basinger <laughs> of Swell Spark. We're in the Let It Fly Media Studios. Today, we're joined by Miss Jackie Wise of Prize Bank. Hi, Jackie. She's yelling, as always, from across the room. She just doesn't have a microphone. Today's guests, we have two. It's going to be a little bit different than normal. They have one microphone, though, so you guys be nice. Share. We've got Brian Wallace, Michael Foster. They're the founders and partners of Foster Wallace, law firm here in Kansas City. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. And uh, uniquely, share space in the building of Let It Fly Media. And so you all are, are very familiar. So hopefully we get to make fun of them at least a little bit during the show. But, um, you know, let's let's back Ask up. Ask your questions. Uh, thank <laughs> you. Uh, I know it seems kind of silly, but what what do you guys do? You know, we do a lot of personal injury work now on a contingency fee basis. Um, we used to work on commercial lit, business lit for like 10 years. We were at a firm called Pulsinelli here on the plaza. We were partners there and we left about four years ago on blind faith to start our own law firm. That's a big transition to switch from working for, you know, one of the most well-known and respected law firms, not just in Kansas City, but probably in the West to go and start your own thing. Um, what has it been like? to the last four years go from scratch in, into this new adventure? Yeah, I, I, not gonna lie, it's been stressful. We, um, you know, we left you know, very, very good jobs. Uh, we, we took our time, you know, we, we considered this very thoroughly. We met with probably 20 different attorneys, solo small shop guys, um, you know, and, and we tried to leave the right way. You know, we, it wasn't an opportunistic um, departure where we were, trying to take clients and do that stuff. We, it was, um, you know, it was very much, um, we, we saw an opportunity and, uh, and took it. And, you know, I would tell you that first year or so was crazy stressful, you know, mm -hmm. trying to build something from scratch, uh, entering a new area of law. Uh, and, uh, but we trusted each other and, you know, I, I'd say we, we got lucky maybe um, after a year or so, and that gave us a little bit um, on, a, on a case, and that gave us a little bit of runway and breathing room so that we could kind of throw some money back at the business, reinvest, and try to turn this into a long-term. Can you, can you guys t sort of talk about the business model at hand? I mean, we, we all see and we hear about personal injury law, et cetera, but <clears throat> most people that don't ever ask the question, they never really know what it means and, and how it's different than what people think it is or isn't sort of talk about it, talk about the advertising element of it, sort of the economics compensation of it, just yep, for sure. So, so we came from a world where it was all uh, hourly work, right? Mm -hmm. uh, traditional hourly work, what you hear about where uh, bring in a file, you're, you're billing at an hourly rate and that, that's what it is. Um, and now on a contingency basis, what that means essentially is clients don't pay us anything unless until we get a result. <laughs> So, you know, we take risk right along with our client. Um, we advance case expenses, you know, to prosecute claims. So that's money we're out if we lose a claim. Um, and so we are, our interest, the beauty of that, a, a few things. Number one, when we have clients that get injured, um, you know, they're going to see doctors. They don't have a car sometimes if their car's totaled. If you're talking about a car wreck case. Uh, their bills can add up, right? Uh, and the last thing they want to do is for us to start sending them hourly bills saying, hey guys, you owe us this. I spent, I spent three minutes typing an email. Um, 
<laughs> you owe me a thousand dollars. It's it's two thousand. Um, and and so that kind of alleviates the, the financial pressure because they're already under a lot of financial pressure. Uh, and uh, and the beauty of it, like I said, is that our interests are aligned, right? Because we work on a con, uh, on a percentage basis, basically. That's how what our how our fees work. And so you know, the more money we can get our clients, the better we do as well. So, so is this something where you talked about, use the phrase, you guys are advancing the fees. And we all know that you guys aren't literally cutting checks out of your personal checking accounts to pay hourly bills. But do you guys have to have some like a line of, I mean, because you have employees, like do you have a line of credit with like an Emprise bank here in town where it's like, yeah, like we got to pay the employees and we know that there's the ebbs and the flows from our line of credit and that's how we balance it? Or do you guys literally just have a pile of cash that you sit on that goes up and down? How do you guys manage the cash balance? I, I wish we had a cash of money just sitting around. Um, a lot of times when we do settle a big case, we'll distribute out money to Brian and I as the owners. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do use a line of credit. And I think it's really important because, again, we have ebbs and flows in our business. Like, you know, if, if we don't settle a case that month, we're not making any money. Um, so it's really important for us to, to utilize the line of credit. Um, and we know, I mean, we had general sense of what our cases are worth when they come after, after quite some time and, and knowing what the insurance policies are. Um, so absolutely we utilize the line of credit for our business. There, oh, go ahead. So yeah. when you guys are getting, and cause this goes a little bit deeper into actually, you know, you're in the model of winning cases that are going to yield results at the end of the day. I mean, you, you're not out doing hourly work, so it's not win or lose. It doesn't matter. You represent the client. It's you got to have a case that makes sense. A, what kind of cases are you guys typically saying, yeah, this fits our model? B, how are those cases coming to you? And C, what percentage of cases that come to you would you say you actually accept and begin representation on? I'll start that from the last question. You, you know, we probably get, let's just say, 20 calls a day. Maybe we only take one or two of those cases. I mean, a lot of people want help with things we really can't help them on. Or unfortunately, you know, we're in a business too. We can't take a case that maybe might yield a thousand dollars. You know, we charge basically thirty-three percent if we settle a case without a lawsuit. You know, we could work forever and make three hundred thirty dollars. That doesn't make financial sense, and it doesn't make sense for the client too. I mean, a lot of times when it's those kind of small numbers, we you know, small claims court. You know, you got to do this by yourself. We can't. We can't really help you. I mean, we'll take cases when occasionally for no fee too, just to help people out. I mean, we do a lot of pro bono work. Um, we do get a lot of our cases from Google. So we spend a lot of time doing writing articles and writing blogs. I mean, people will call us up, they'll, you know, how do I find the right attorney? Or my daughter was bit by a dog, what do I do? Well, we have an article up on that. They find us, we'll get calls from around the country. We got a call from Texas or this this week that, you know, someone was was killed in a car wreck. And just from an article we wrote online, it's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, and and I and in terms of the types of cases, right? And um, you know, some of the reasons why we like turn down cases is if liability isn't um, if liability isn't clear, right? It becomes a challenge for us because if you're taking on cases that you know from the beginning um, have a small chance of success, right? I mean, we're upfront with people about it. We don't say you don't have a case. We're just saying, hey, you may have a case. But it's not something we can help you with right now, um, you know. And that that kind of goes into the equation of okay, what's what's the chances of succeeding on liability versus what's the damages, right? Because when you know you're trying to prove liability, you are going to invest a lot more money 
into reconstructionists. You know, those those types of experts that can put um, put something together to figure out how you know an accident happened or a slip and fall or wh- whatever the type of case that it is. Uh, and so, you know, we're constantly talking about what are we going to have to throw at this case to try to actually prove liability here and, and create a result. What was it that made you all decide to go from the model of, hey, I'm going to make, you know, three or four or whatever hundred dollars an hour to we're going to do this where that we have more skin in the game, you know, and and we're going to start this business. Because right, there's a difference between the two of you as attorneys versus like the skill based attorney work and the two of you as now business owners. Um, it's the guaranteed so, plateau or sure. it's the... It's the upside. Unlimited upside. So, unlimited upside. When you own your own business, you have unlimited upside, right? Uh, you, if, if we bring in a big case and it settles for you know, millions of dollars, we share in that. We didn't have that opportunity. You know, we had those million-dollar cases that I worked on or even 50, 60, 100 million-dollar cases uh, at our prior law firm, but we were billing by the hour. You know, this, this gives us a, a big stake in that. You know, any day you're, you could get that phone call of some really traumatic event, unfortunately, and, and yeah. you know, for, for, um, for a certain case, and, and we share in that with our clients. How much of your time, because you both work 40-hour weeks, right? That total <laughs> just 40 hours every week. How much of that time is spent lawyering, and how much of it is it spent businessing? If that if that is a fair yeah, question. Yeah, no, for sure. That that is um I mean that ebbs and flows, right? Mm-hmm. There'll, there'll be weeks where we're cranking on files and we're spending every waking hour on cases. Yep. Uh, but there are definitely weeks where either, you know, we, we know we've got administrative things to worry about, personnel, banking, um, lease amendments, you know, and, and administrative stuff, all of that. Uh, I, I could say that probably on average, probably 10 hours a week, maybe 10 to 15 hours a week on administrative work. Or um, marketing. Marketing. Yeah, marketing. Yeah, shooting videos. Yeah. You know, we shoot videos with Let It Fly Media here. Sure. Uh, you know, explain what to do if, if something happens to you just to give people, you know, you want to give good content to our potential clients. Sure. To, you know, if, if they're searching for answers, these can be complicated cases where just a, a lay person can't handle this from start to finish when you're dealing with, you know, uh, even your most basic case and dealing with paying hospitals back or, you know, paying bills back. There, there's a lot of nuances in the law that, that people aren't aware of. So on that note, I know Andy was about to talk, but I love cutting him off. So my favorite thing to do. It's yeah, literally yeah. what he lives for. Um, you know, there are other folks that are maybe in the injury world and you see billboards <clears throat> all over Kansas City. Um, it sounds like you all do some some videos. You know, are, are you trying to make sure folks know about you before they get hurt so that when hope something you know terrible happens you're top of mind and they say oh my gosh i'm going to call this number because i already knew about these folks or are you all getting customers more so of like hey this thing happened now they're researching the nuances of okay we had a dog bite or we had a car crash and that's where they're finding you what's the sweet spot or what's what's been normal that you know for us it's more after the fact i mean we let everyone you know or we know that we're attorneys and that we can help them right um and we you know we're out there on google but we're not spending the money on billboards i mean that's tough that's a tough game to play you're spending millions of dollars to put yourself on tv and billboards um yeah, there are those people that you just in, in town that you know of that do this kind of work that are on billboards or on TV. Um, but, you know, we're not one of them and we, I, I, there's no plans in the future to be. Um, I think somewhat, I mean, nothing against those guys, but, you know, we also have to be mindful of what judges think too. 
of, you know, are we, you know, when we walk into a courtroom, are we that guy on TV that's, you know, not, you know, with we, animals we, or we whatever. You know. <laughs> we know. We know. Yeah. And the other thing that, um, you know, in terms of getting our name out there, I mean, that's, that's why taking care of our clients is so important because, you know, we do get a fair number of calls from referrals from ex-clients, right? So it, it's a service game. You do a good job for clients, they post a five-star Google review, you know, you're more likely to get a call from someone they know when they find themselves in a similar situation. Yeah, reviews are huge for us. Uh, I, I just want to say that, like, like, to touch on what Brian said, you know, we have almost 100 five-star reviews, and uh, a lot of people call us now, and they're like, well, I was on searching on Google, and I saw your reviews, and they hit heart, they hit home with me, and I want to, I trust you. Do you have any one-star reviews of like, these guys want a case against us? They and bury now I it. Them. <laughs> they, they bury they it. crushed us. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not I'm yet. sure it'll happen. Uh, so a uh, question that what you talked earlier about, um, you said you could, some days could get 20 calls a day. Mm. And you said you could get, you could take two of those cases. Um, and I'm sure those aren't the numbers because I would assume you're not taking two new cases every single day. I would assume you guys would be, definitely not be here right now. <laughs> uh, who is answering the calls and what is your internal process to gather the total amount of information from that inbound call, inbound email, whatever it is, to then take it to, I would assume you two are the evaluation committee ultimately. But what is that process like for you to make your cost benefit analysis? We've trained staff, though. So initially, staff, uh, paralegal will answer the call, and they're well trained. They they understand what a good case is or what a bad case is, or what we handle, what we don't, and they can take it. You know, they'll take that initial uh, intake, and if it's something, I'll get a text saying, "Can you jump on a call right now?" And if it's, you know, I'll jump on that call, or Brian will jump on the call. We also have a backup, uh, which has been great. Uh, do they also, by the way, have the power to say no right off the bat when they're just like, this is not yeah, worth anyone's they, time? They, they know the types of cases that we handle, right? Because we get we get calls on a number of uh, matters where it's just not in our wheelhouse, right? We, we try to be very good at what we do and, and not really, you know, wander around areas of law that either might get us in trouble or a client would be best served to go find someone who's an expert in that field. Yeah. A lot of the general population doesn't really understand, you know, they think lawyer that I think you can answer any question. I can't, there's, there's a body of law for every thing in the world, water law, you know, uh, we don't do water law. No, <laughs> but like, we'll, get, we'll get calls about water. like child support. And I'm like, we don't handle not this. This is not what we do. I've never been, I've never been a divorce yeah. attorney or anything like that. I, I couldn't handle that. You need to call so-and-so. Yeah. The other, the other thing that, um, on intake at least, you know, a lot of a lot of our traffic is driven by the website, um, and we've got a chat box on there where people get in and will answer specific uh, questions, and then we get emails from um, from our chat box provider, and and then we'll, one of us will usually reach out to them, either phone call or email, try to set up a call. The world of law is really big, which is why we won't talk about all of it. And I know that you all have some things that you need to be doing here shortly. And so we need to start wrapping up because it's let me be brief. The last question that I have for you has nothing to do with law uh, and everything to do with you as people. What is the coolest thing that you have ever done? Can't say marriage. Can't say kids. Can't say starting your business. Can't say hanging out with Andy and I right now. <laughs> God, that's a hard question. Uh, coolest thing if it's... I've won the club championship at my, uh, uh, I played golf in college and somehow I won the club championship at 
country club here in Kansas City that belong. Yeah. Somehow, like, like you sound shocked. Yeah, I had a couple, a be- had a couple beers. Yeah. Beat a bunch of dads who think they're really good at That's golf awesome. and have no experience. Yeah, but I beat some other college golfers along the way, like That's three awesome. or four of them to do it. And it was a cool experience for me. Um, you know, and if you can't go to family or anything like that, I'd say, you know, winning the club championship. Yeah. Gosh, I'm, I'm probably not, sounds lame, probably not as adventurous as I um, could be. Um, I don't, I don't know if there's any one particular event that I would say the coolest thing. Like I've never jumped out of an airplane. I've never bungee jumped or anything like that. Um, I did play college soccer. Um, that was a fun four years. We made it to the NCAA tournament twice. Both times I was out because I had surgery. Um, so, you know, I I don't, if, if you're taking out, you know, all the things about seeing, watching kids do things and all that, then. It's about myself. I probably, probably limit it to that. If only you had some injury lawyers, you could have called the time for those. Injuries, <laughs> yeah, on you know, field. I don't know. On field. You assume the risk of an on field injury. <laughs> so I don't is. think there's anyone I could go after for that. There it is. Well, Brian and Michael, on behalf of Emprise Bank, Let It Fly Media, the J. Rieger & Co. Distillery, and Swellspark, thank you both for sharing time with us yeah, today. Thanks for having us. Um, excited to see what y'all are doing in Kansas City. Wish you continued growth and success. And uh, if you find yourself in need, uh, of the services, give them a call. And uh, I know that it, as long as they refer, let me be brief, you will take the call. Is that how this that's works? Right, right? That's, yeah. right. Awesome. that's right. You guys have a great it's day. It's the new promo code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, guys.